up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host and captain, Garrett Morlang. Here on the interwebs with me is the one nerd dad's Zetch Keenan. Hey. Uh, we have uh, not on the opposite side of the world, uh, back right here in the in, in the very beautiful state of California, uh, at least depending on who you ask, uh, JJ Purdom. <laughs> Yes, I am back. And just so all of you guys know, this is the second time we've done this because just a moment ago, Garrett's camera stopped working. So we recorded like 15 minutes of podcast, 15 glorious, beautiful minutes. And he just lost it all, all because he doesn't know how to save anything or back up anything on his computer. Man, you really need to learn computers from me, my friend. Yeah, I, know. I can teach you a couple of things. I, I that really was a good 15 pointers. minutes of, of glorious podcasting you destroyed. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? You, you maybe you can give me a little class later on. Maybe you can give me a class. Uh, but the I'll real teach you how to do the stuff. You okay. just introduce our guest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The real reason the the show is running amok is because we were uh, jinxed by this very very special guest, <laughs> John Shabika. <laughs> Did I pronounce Nailed that right? Did I know? Did I know? Okay. It. I, as I'm saying it, as I was saying, I'm like, please be right. Always please right. be right. Please be right. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you get it wrong. Sean, I'm not going to lie. John Shibuya. No. Oh. <laughs> just totally just like something completely off. No, I'm glad I got that. But thank you so much for uh, coming on the show to talk about some video games. Uh, pleasure to be here. Yeah. Um, so uh, since you are a new guest, uh, previously uh, the only guest, we, we've had a couple guests on. One's become a host. Uh, the other one, uh, Adrian uh, <laughs> Adrian Holmes, he hasn't become a host yet. We'll see one day. But uh, just in case you become a host one day. protection. Oh, He's really? Okay. protection. You're oh, not man. supposed to say that. Yeah, I think that oh. kind of defeats the purpose, huh? Yeah. But he's in Turlock under witness, witness protection. Yeah. He's staying over at the... <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, oh. But, but just in case, John, you decide to become a host one day, maybe our listeners could uh, get to know you a little bit. What's uh, kind of your history with uh, with video games, and how in the world did you end up on this show? <laughs> uh, yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> I go way back with video games. I feel like a you know at the top, you know, end of like the age bracket of like people that could be like really into video games. Um, you know, going back to Commodore sixty four and um you know what's that I mean, we're, we're going we're going way back um yes i don't look that old i'm 72 oh, okay oh. It's the wow. olive oil. you age very it's gracefully you look very, very great lots and lots of olive oil um yes. my family makes olive oil and uh that actually is part of what kept me in gaming i in a in a roundabout way because i was doing web design and and things for the for the company uh really early on and uh so you know building computers and you know gaming kind of went along with it and so um yeah you know it, it, the transition from like nintendo which i was really into and i remember just desperately wanting a super nintendo mm. really really wanted a super nintendo and who knows it felt like forever before i actually got one like everybody had one yeah <laughs> um it was probably like three weeks or something but it felt like years that's like a million years and kid <laughs> but, years though. right i know yeah I, it, you know I, I i look at my uh, kids now and if i make them wait like a week or two for something it's like it feels it, it must feel like forever for them right um but uh yeah building computers and you know i i you know been pretty obsessed with kind of like the tech side of it too you know 
graphics and advancements in you know shadows and lighting and um, upgrading video cards. I had the you know the original Voodoo you know uh, 3DFX mm. that you know dropped into the you know you had to add it to the computer afterwards and um, you know it wasn't even like you know you had video card in there and it kind of like assisted the video card in 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 running graphics um in high school you know i think that's still my favorite console the nintendo 64 okay it was just a transcendent experience for me <laughs> playing mario 64 mm. and uh but then it was that first like truly social platform right so you know, I remember being at like high school parties where there there were girls there, but we were all just playing Mario Kart. You know, <laughs> that sounds like my kind of party. <laughs> yeah, um, I, was all, I would have been that guy, but only because none of the girls would talk to me anyway. <laughs> um, so Man. yeah, you know, it's it's been an obsession of of mine forever, and I've uh, you know, in a way, kind of battled with my nerd self and tried to you know draw myself in a little bit but um you know you know left to my own devices i'd probably just play video games all day <laughs> that's awesome cool so basically you've just told us that you're way smarter about all this than we are so <laughs> no <laughs> you, you said a lot of things there and some of them i may not even know i know it surprises you jj you think uh, i know pretty much everything i'm pretty much god tier to jj i was trying <laughs> i was trying desperately to not have like a dumb look on my face when he was saying smart stuff a second ago i just was kind of like oh okay mm-hmm. well i'm just dumb so i'm the pretty one on the show john just so you know i'm the one here for aesthetics <laughs> And that means looks. I looked that up earlier, so I do know the meaning of the word. <laughs> oh, jeez. Nice. All righty. Well, uh, let's get through some uh, housekeeping here uh, so we can get into the good stuff. Um, please, please, please go check us out. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Over there, we have... Um, our base level just a buck a month you can get episodes a couple days early so after uh, tonight after i finish or we finish recording there's four of us here it's not just me <laughs> but uh we finish recording i'll go ahead and uh, throw together the audio throw that out there to all you patreon supporters who uh just a buck a month you can get those episodes a couple days early um and then uh also, we have some other tiers to get some cool new perks, but we'll talk about those a little later in the show. Um, but I do want to shout out our Patreon sponsors. We have Bill Bird, Julie Bates, Dustin Long, and Brent Fox. So thank you so much to you four for uh, being uh, those heroes on the front lines, just uh, bringing us the, that sponsorship each and every week here. Um, but uh, cool. Uh, let's see. What else should we talk about? Should we shout out the Discord? It's been a little quiet in there lately. It's like everyone's home more, but no one wants to talk with each other. So go over to supergameboys.com slash Discord and join us over there. Um, we need someone who's really going to get rowdy over there and liven it up a little bit. So, you know, Zetch, Zetch tries, but the rest of us are just like, nah, we're good. <laughs> Only when you say stuff that's totally outlandish is when oh, we get people fired up in there. That never happens. <laughs> or you threaten to have like a fist fight with Zetch after he says one thing that you disagree with. Um, I mean, then all of a sudden it blows up in there. 
Yeah, it gets it gets real heated in there, uh, especially when everyone's blasting me for apparently not knowing who the dark. Uh, like, oh, I don't. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say the, the Dark Knight. He was in the Dark Knight. I'm like, I know who the Dark Knight is. What was the name? <laughs> there you go. I okay. You guys caught me. I don't know who he is. Still <laughs> I still don't know who he is. This was after the uh, same breath where he said, "Dude, I'm the biggest Batman." <laughs> The biggest Batman fan. Okay. True well. story. I I'm not smart enough to write that. I couldn't make that up if, if he held a gun to my head. He literally said that. Yeah. That's wow. Let's. Uh, what do you say? It's uh, time we get into the nerdy nudes. It's now time for the nerdy nudes. There we go. That's. I can't wait until you get a good microphone, JJ. <laughs> I know this thing. This thing sucks. I literally got it out of a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> is that what you Do call they have me anymore Do they have i'm not i'm not sure um no i i i uh I, i'm sure they have to have cracker jack boxes i hope That's they the do um all the first news story here uh man i am not doing very good at hosting night we've had so many diff- technical difficulties that i don't even have the news stories pulled up but the first one here uh, the headline reads, Final Fantasy VII Remake Breaks Impressive PS4 Sales Records. This comes from J.J. Brosin uh, over at Game Rant. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake met some hurdles before finally seeing its release in, on April 10th. It should have launched on March 3rd, but Square Enix pushed it back due to snags in its development. The game's release was thrown out of whack again when the coronavirus pandemic started to get out of hand. Instead of being delayed this time around, though, it was released early in multiple parts of the world, allowing some to get their hands on it before others. On the bright side, this Final Fantasy VII remake sold out in in these areas, such as the UK, within its first couple days. Uh, but neither delays or early releases have put a damper on Final Fantasy VII Remake's official launch, as according to Square Enix, between the game's physical and digital sales, it managed to sell over 3.5 million copies within its first three days. This milestone yeah. quite possibly makes Final Fantasy VII Remake the fastest-selling PlayStation 4 exclusive of all time, as the original record holder was Spider-Man for PS4, which only sold, only sold, yeah, 3.3 million copies within the same time frame. Uh, wow, so it beat it by 0.5 million? By 0.2. 3, 2? Oh, I can't Yeah, 3.3, yeah, up to 3.5. So as that goes on to say, in all fairness, though, Final Fantasy VII's remake uh, impressive sales had a lot of different factors going for it that arguably helped it overtake Spider-Man. People have been asking for an FF7 remake since gaming hit its stride in graphics, so for about 10 years, give or take. Um, and then there's a lot of hype around. Uh, it was also infectious, leading newcomers to find interest in the title as well. Um, and on top of that, this isn't part of the article, but I'm sure everyone being stuck at home and there <laughs> possibly not being any more big you know, game releases for the next few months because of all the delays going on. Um, at least so we thought we'll talk about that in a later news story, but, um, yeah, a lot of people were like, okay, this might be the big release for the rest of the year, at least for a little bit till the fall. Let's get our hands on it. But I don't know. This blew my mind. I was surprised by this because I, I don't know why, because reading this, I'm like, oh, duh, but I don't know. I guess my original mindset going into it, like we've talked about last week was I wasn't even going to buy it. I was not interested in all, but you know, I'm glad I got it. But <laughs> have you played it yet, John? No, I actually have never played a Final Fantasy game. Uh, I remember when this came. I never had a PlayStation. I have a PlayStation Four. It's the first PlayStation I've ever owned. Hmm. Uh, and but I remember kids playing it 
I believe it was seven in high school and it was like a big deal. Um, it was turn-based. Is it still turn-based? No, they've completely revamped the, I, the combat, which it's for the better. As much as I love turn-based, it's real good in this new one. Yeah. So that's what I was wondering to sell that many copies. They would, I would think have to go, you know, a little more approachable, um, on this release. Yeah. 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 I think... Go ahead. So Sitch. They really did a good job of like marrying the old combat system to like some of the newer ones, like in 15. And first of all, it kind of blows my mind that this would be the one game that people were clamoring to get remade. Out of all the Final Fantasies, this was okay. Okay, we all asked. know. We all know you're a hater. We all know you're a hater. <laughs> but still, that's why I'm making my point made. But um, yeah, no. To John's point, this game is way more approachable. It's still very anime. So anybody that's a big like anime fan, don't bother. But it's crazy stinking fun. It's one of the funnest games I've ever played on PlayStation. It's probably one of my, probably my top three favorite games on PlayStation Four. Easy. And that includes God of War. And that includes uh, Spider-Man, Horizon. Yeah, I'm surprised that, you know, like Naughty Dog, uh, you know, Last of Us or Uncharted or something or Red Dead Redemption. Or, well, I guess that wasn't exclusive, right. but, um, you know, isn't topping the charts there in terms of sales or yeah, I'm at curious. least taking second place. But maybe it's because, you know, they haven't released a game for a while, Naughty Dog, and, you know, there are less consoles out there. So when Last of Us 2 comes out, it's probably going to be, oh yeah, you know, number one or two on the sales list. 100%. So I looked up sales. Last of Us sales in the first week, it only sold 1.3 million units. Um, but it is the best-selling video game of all time, according to this article anyways. It sold 17 million copies. <laughs> gotcha. So we're but, talking but, it, about, but it was over time. So just in the first three about days, like first week sales. Yeah, so, that makes sense. so yeah, Final Fantasy VII in the first three days sold three point five million. Got it. Uh, where Last of Us in the in the week sold one point three, and then Uncharted uh, with it in the first week sold two point seven. Which that's still surprising because Naughty Dog Games. I mean, it's understandable with the Last of Us because that was kind of the first big. Or no, they had they had Uncharted games out before then. They did, but those are, they're not as, I wouldn't say that Uncharted or Last of Us, first of all, to your point, Last of Us is a very, was a very fresh IP. Right. That's, that's why I, I wasn't know, surprised with that. Yeah. Uncharted still not a very approachable game. Like not a lot of people mm. were like, it's a fun game, but it only appeals to select few gamers. We're like Spider-Man, way more mass appeal, oh, right? Yeah. Final Fantasy VII already has that, that reputation. So... And not oh, yeah, to mention, fifteen of them or more. Yeah, yeah. There's fifteen <laughs> standalone games with not including the offshoots. Yeah, plus plus sequels, <laughs> sequels to some of those sequels and offshoots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's insane, but no, good on them. That's awesome, and it deserves every bit of praise because, like, like I talked about last week on last week's episode, was uh, it went from being a game I wasn't even gonna buy till now it might be my game of the year so far this year. Like it's freaking crazy. Mm -hmm. It's so good. <laughs> Um, I thought it was going to be my game of the year until I played more Half-Life Alex. Alex. We'll talk about okay. that later. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, let's move on to the next story here. So this is our Xbox Series X rock block. Strap in, boys. We're going in. <laughs> uh, this first one, Xbox Series X logo trademarked. See the stylish oh, X here. 
So this comes from GameSpot, Eddie McCooch over there, uh, JJ's favorite uh, writer over at GameSpot. Uh, Microsoft appears to be and setting this. I don't this... care about, about what he writes. I just care about the name. Yeah. The name yeah. is amazing. <laughs> Uh, Microsoft appears to be setting the stage for another Xbox Series X reveal. On April uh, 16th, the company filed a new trademark application for the next-generation console. That, among other things, included what appears to be the console's logo. The trademark application, which was filed with the United States Patent Trademark Office, first noticed by users on Reddit, show a logo that features a stylized X and the word, and, and the word series. It's possible that this is a logo that we'll see on packaging or other marketing materials. Um so obviously, I don't have necessarily much to say about this. Like, it's just a logo that I can't show you really on a podcast. Uh, I could share screen. I could share my screen. Man, that was such a garbage fire last week trying to figure that stupid thing out. And I so you were like, it was like print it out and hold it up. <laughs> just yes. hold up a picture. Yes, that's what I could do. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I I could. Here we go. I'm gonna find it. But so, but my main thing with bringing it up is that. Uh, it did kind of lead into another news story here, um, which is kind of interesting. Uh, a tweet. So this comes from WCCF Tech, uh, Nathan Birch over there. Xbox Series X next showcase won't be, quote, too much of a wait and will likely focus on games. Uh, I just felt like these articles kind of went hand in hand because uh, earlier last week, uh, someone on Twitter, which is it's funny, this is some random dude just tweeted out into the Oh, there it is. Okay, you there got it, it you got it before me. You got it before me. Right, There's but that. I did, like I got to figure out how to reverse my camera around. Oh no, it looks good Just on my end. Turn your phone hands. the other way. It's, oh, yeah, you're... <laughs> that is not. <laughs> Discord, <laughs> Discord, <laughs> Discord flips it, so it looks, that, so it looks good. Oh, there, there we go. go. Wait, okay, there good, we go. Good. We can see it now. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, so it was funny because this is just some random dude on Twitter, Woggerman, uh, just like threw it out into the internet ether. Just. Hi, at Xbox P3, which is Phil Spencer's Twitter handle. How are you feeling about the eventual reveals of new games and new info on the Series X later this year? How is planning going? There are definitely a lot of hungry fans out here. Like, literally just some random dude. Like, it could have been, like, Zetch just, test, you know, posting out into the internet. And maybe it was me. Maybe it was you. Are you Wogger Man? Maybe. Um, and then yeah. Phil Spencer just randomly replies, like, because he's awesome. This is such a cool dude. Uh, review plans. How many times have I told you that Phil Spencer and I text? Like, uh, you almost are, every episode. You know what? This is starting to add up. This is starting to make more sense now. You guys Second, are buddies. I've been telling you we're buddies for a long, a long time. Oh, man. It's all... So why don't you hook us up with anything, then? What are you waiting for? Like, give him a call. We, like, we have... We can have a Series X earlier. Look, me and Phil, we go way back, okay? I can't just start being like, hey, Phil, I got these guys. They want to, you know, on the podcast. I can't do that. Yeah, you can. You can do He's that. That's busy. okay. He's too, I'd be infringing on his time. <laughs> He's very busy. Maybe I already have an Xbox Series X mask, but I can't say that or not. Okay. Can wow. neither confirm nor deny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, anyways, Phil Spencer did reply back, though, this random dude on the internet, possibly Zetch Keenan, uh, reviewed plans yesterday for continued sharing through launch. Team is doing great work and adapting. I've never been more excited about Xbox plans. We've heard you. You want transparency and authenticity. We plan to keep showing showing that way. Next step is not too much of a wait. And then in parentheses, it just says games. <laughs> so... Uh, so yeah, basically the speculation is like, okay, there's a tweet that goes out, the logo's being locked down. 
how soon do you guys think we could get some sort of reveal? Is that something like in the next couple of weeks or do you think it'll be, or even next month? Or do you think they wait more till that E3 timeframe, like in June or July? I, think I see them waiting until summertime. I don't, I don't think they're going to be dropping it right now. Yeah. Uh, it'd be kind of one of those hurry up and wait type of moments. So they'll probably wait until summer. I, I don't know about the E3 timeframe, maybe by August. Well, E3 is That'll in June. Give them a good... Right. Oh, are they okay. still going to do E3 digitally? Well, yeah, a, a lot of developers are actually still doing doing presentations, right. even though there's not going to be officially E3 put on by the ESA. They're still doing a lot of digital uh, events through that time. But... I actually I knew that. I just I was pretending right now. I just didn't want, want you to. to see... you know, we know. I, I wanted you to try yeah. to give the information. I'm trying. I want you guys to feel like part of the show too. You know what I mean? I can't dominate yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. <laughs> I'm know? so glad you're here, just, JJ, keeping us on our toes. Well, you, you, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I kind of have a feeling though that he, they would start announcing stuff in May because if June is when all the other developers drop all their news, there's a chance that they're going to get lost in that news cycle. Just like ETH, what happens at E3 every year anyway. So it's like without E3, they have a chance to kind of present their stuff first, get some buzz, and then naturally let other people kind of you know get the spotlight after them but it gives them a chance to kind of get just just them in the spotlight without anybody missing anything right so you think and it's I a little earlier actually sorry oh go ahead go ahead jj oh I, I was just gonna say that for that exact reason is why i think playstation had the right idea that they didn't want to have anything to do with e3 and were stepping out on their own and at the time, people were like, what are they doing? They're stepping out of E3. I think it was genius. It puts all the attention on them. So I, that's a good idea. Anytime you have attention on yourself is good. Yeah. Or at least that's always been my motto. <laughs> so, so Zach, with, uh, um, with them doing their own thing, I, I missed a few. Maybe you already said it. But you think it'll be earlier then, like before that E3 time period? or yeah, It'll be, be before May is over. I think it'll be sometime in May before the end of the month. Because what mid June would be when E3 normally happens. Yeah. So. Usually within that first week or two of June, it usually happens. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think it'll be sooner than later. Um, but I don't know, obviously I, I think it'd be awesome if it was like next week, like, okay, let's get it. Let's just get it and get it out there. I'm excited for everyone. I want PlayStation to dump stuff. I want Xbox to dump stuff. It's cause it's I fun. Some, I want to see some Halo infinite gameplay. That's what I want. Yeah, that's that's what we're <laughs> we're all waiting for, right? We just want to see Halo Infinite actual gameplay, right? Um, and you know, you, you think about you know opportunity on this this quarantine, and um, people are paying more attention, and it might be a good time to try and you know get some information out there for us to obsess over while we've got nothing better to do. Yes, or demos. Oh man, can you imagine if they dropped a Halo Infinite demo? It's going to be available on Xbox One anyway, just like one multiplayer map. Yeah, you know, I, I'm like one of those that I, I want to savor it. I want to experience it first in its like highest form, and I want it to be as new as possible. And, and like there's, there, there's very few things that are better than opening up a brand new console and like hooking it up. And I want that next step to be playing Halo Infinite for the first time. I want to open that box. I want to hook up that console. 
And yeah. I, yeah, but I, I'm with you. Like if, it, if a demo were available, I couldn't not play it. How, do you, the, How do you resist that? How do you resist? the demo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so is, that, is it definitely coming out at launch? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I as far as we infinite. know, as far as we know, yeah. Halo Infinite's still coming out at launch. I don't know if they actually the confirmed that, but well, they they I just said like they, that. yeah, they just said holiday 2020, and that's the that's yeah, release so date. That's the, that's the same title. release date. That's what uh, Xbox Series X says is holiday 2020. So I guess people assume it's a launch title. But can you imagine an Xbox Series X dropping without Halo <laughs> until like another month? Yeah, until I can't like, imagine wait. what that would do for sales. Well, the uh, like the Xbox, the original Xbox was awesome because you had Halo, but then the 360, you know, didn't have anything really good. Like we had uh, really high hopes for Perfect Dark Zero or whatever, but it yeah, turned out to sucked. be kind of garbage. Um, yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah, you know, it's it's <laughs> so. exciting when like the primary IP comes out with the console, which even Nintendo stopped doing. It was always like you got a Mario. It used to include the Mario game. Hmm. And then, you know, at least you could buy the Mario game when you got the console. And then it was like, oh, you're going to wait forever to get Mario. Here's Pilot Wings or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it. I would like a new Pilot Wings game for the Switch. Just <laughs> just for nostalgia's sake. I think they have it on the virtual console if you want to play the old <laughs> I mean, one. I mean, like I want like a brand new one. <laughs> okay. I want okay. that game to get a remake treatment. Yeah. Like a Final <laughs> Fantasy VII level remake treatment. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just kidding. And no, it's that'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I I'm excited for any sort of event. Yeah. Like I I know like as much as it like just keeps building, it'll obviously just keep building more and more hype the longer they hold out, but it's also gonna be so awesome to like see the box, see the price, see some games, right. especially games. I think that's the biggest thing. I honestly wouldn't care to see any more about the Xbox, but if they could just show off some more games and same thing with PlayStation. I wanna see some more PS five games. Like that's that's so exciting to see all the technology and stuff going into that. You know what I wonder? Uh, you remember that Dragon game that they announced at E3 a few years back for Xbox? It was like an exclusive and they got canceled. Yeah, it was yeah. like Scalebound, I think. Scalebound, yeah. yeah. It looks super cool. And then it got canceled. I wonder if that's going to end up being a Series X title. No. That got shut down completely. Who was making that? I don't even think. Oh, yeah, the studio and stuff. Somebody could have picked up the IP. Microsoft Studios could have bought it. I really hope we don't see like tech demos that end up being like way beyond what you actually get in the game. I'm yeah. so sick of that at E3, you know, oh, showing the demos that are, you know, the game never looks anything like, like Division, uh, which was kind of the title that was, they were pushing the, I guess the, xbox one with when they were kind of tech demoing it looked so amazing and it was looked good when it came out but and that, there's a hundred examples of games that look not nearly as good when they actually came out so yeah i hope yeah. that we don't get you know um a prep press conference where they're showing off games <laughs> that are not near the actual capability of the machine right yeah, yeah. so scalebound was developed by platinum games which having a platinum they're still around. They made They're Astral. Around, yeah. They made Astral Chain in 2019. The Wonderful 101 remaster. They're working on Bayonetta 3. Yeah. And a bunch of other stuff. There's still chance. No, I don't think so. Okay. From what from what I remember, like when it got canceled, the reason it got canceled is like I think they straight up said like it was bad. Like the story was bad. The gameplay was bad. Like it was bad. So they just shut it down. Uh, but uh, I don't, we'll see. I'm not 
I'm not a executive. I thought they said that it was going to get finished, though. I thought that that was kind of the idea. Is it was going to somebody was going to pick it back? No, not scalebound. Yeah. No, they they shut it down for good. Like, it was pretty no. pretty much nail in the coffin kind of thing, uh, which is unfortunate because it looked like a sweet game, but. Alrighty, let's get into the next news story here. Uh, Gorilla is planning a Horizon Zero Dawn trilogy. Uh, this comes from Andy Robinson over at VGC. Um, multiple sources have told VGC that Sony Interactive Entertainment has greenlit ambitious plans for the post-apocalyptic open-world franchise, which debuted in 2017 with the 10 million selling Zero Dawn. Wow, 10 million copies, huh? That's pretty right. impressive. <laughs> My wife is going to be so thrilled about this. Yeah. Horizon is seriously, she likes that game more than Zelda. Oh, damn. That's like, yeah. That's like, she spent, I can't tell you how many hours playing that game. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. one that I've actually have tried a couple times to go back and beat. Open world games are hard for me. I've, heard, I've talked about this, about this a million times on the podcast, but I just get so distracted with all the side quests. It's easy for me to like lose track of what the story even is. Uh, but it's such a beautiful game. I remember just spending like three hours one night just taking screenshots, like going in photo mode and taking pictures because it's so <laughs> stinking beautiful, especially on the PS4 Pro. Um, rubbing but, uh, it in. Yeah, rubbing it in, rubbing <laughs> it in. Amsterdam-based Gorilla had always desired to deliver a series of Horizon games, and a multi-part script was written. But the plan was only officially agreed after the original game's strong debut, uh, debut on PlayStation 4. Uh, the title, uh, the next installment, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, started development soon after the first game's successful release, sources said. Initially, the game was planned for PlayStation 4. However, it's thought that development has now entirely shifted focus to Sony's next generation console. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is said to be gigantic in scope with a larger game world and more freedom to explore it than in its predecessor. People with knowledge of the game also indicated the inclusion of a co-op feature. There you go, for you and your wife. All right, I won't be alone anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Although it's not clear if this is delivered via the main story or a separate multiplayer mode. At one point, Gorilla was planning to release a standalone co-op game preview with progress carrying over to the later full version of Zero Zero Dawn 2. One person involved told VGC. However, it's not clear if these plans are still in place. Uh, co-op is a feature Gorilla has long intended to introduce to the series, and it's understood PlayStation was equally clean, keen to see online functionality implemented in the sequel. Um, and it goes on, it keeps talking about this co-op. Apparently it was supposed to be, there was supposed to be co-op in the first game, and it just got scrapped at the last minute, because, um, and there's actually some leaked online videos in 2014 <laughs> that shows, like, initial, uh, mm. like, videos of, of multiplayer stuff. Uh, which imagine that it, it basically would have been more like a, a monster hunter game then like with multiplayer imagine having like four people in there fighting the big beast like it's basically Ooh. monster hunter but with cool robot dinosaurs that'd be interesting <laughs> yeah yeah let's uh, see what happens with that one. yeah so i mean there's not much more to it than that but i don't know i'm just stoked that that's even a possibility that they're working on that stuff um i mean we all kind of assumed a sequel was coming especially since they're putting the first one on pc um, it's like, okay, they're trying to bring in, like, that's one way to make a lot more money and get a lot more people interested in the franchise. Um, and then, uh, knowing too, that it's not going to be PS4 like they originally planned, but bring it to PS5. I can only imagine how stinking beautiful it's going to be on there. Yeah, it's going to be when the one thing that, I mean, it's cool. It's good. And it's bad. In my opinion, from my perspective is 
having a bigger world to explore because that game is already huge. <laughs> it's big. Like, I don't know who's complaining about it being small. It's very big. <laughs> it's huge. So like, I'm like, man, and to your point, I mean, like, I'm a dad. I got kids. I don't have enough time to just sit right. on play, you know, an open world game like all day on a Saturday. I don't have that luxury. No. <laughs> like, so <laughs> I'm like, on the one hand, I'm like, great, awesome. Amanda's going to really enjoy her e play in this game. <laughs> but, <laughs> man, especially the last one ended on like a pretty big cliffhanger. So don't spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, you're hanging on a cliff. Yeah. Oh, okay okay wow. <laughs> that's interesting no, it's, but no, it's, it's exciting uh now how many uh how much do you want to bet that possibly the sequel is going to be a launch title for ps5 do you think that's a possibility if they were working on it before when the first game came out which that was, was early that's 20... an early that was like what yeah. four years ago it was 2017 it was when because uh, it launched right like a week after a week before Breath of the Wild. I don't remember. It, oh yeah, we launched the the it launched in February because Breath of the Wild came out in March. Yep. So it was a week before. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it'll be a. It'll be close to launch. Yeah, it could be, be within the first few months. Maybe like the next spring. Maybe the same uh, window that February March window. But you know, so what kind of want launch window, but not necessarily a launch game. Man, yeah. that's that's really. I want to know so bad. What are going to be some launch games for PS Five? Like all we know about right now is Godfall. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Godfall. And you're gonna have another Killzone. Yeah. <laughs> Has it been Killzone like every? Well, not every one of them, but maybe uh, yeah, PS Three, like, PS Four had Killzone as it a was launch PS3 title. And 4. Yeah. And, and PS Two, I think had they had the Killzone One, but, but that it was made by Gorilla, who's making Horizon Zero Dawn. So hopefully so maybe they're it putting will be a launch. <laughs> hopefully maybe they're putting will. their uh, their resources towards Horizon and not another Killzone game. <laughs> as much as I love the first Killzone games, the first couple, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know like if any we need more. Games. I'm not I saying like, they're like it. I'm not saying they're anything near like a Halo or anything, but they're they're not. <laughs> they're still enjoyable in their own way. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're a diehard Sony fan with not Halo to play, yeah, right. I guess the I guess this Walmart version of Halo will have to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I do have a way to play Halo now. I have a PC. I have PC Game Pass. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. Um, cool. Uh, have you just... never owned an Xbox? Uh, so. I owned an Xbox 360. That's what I got at launch. When the 360 came out, I saved up, got one. So I didn't have one like launch day, but first mm-hmm. few months I saved up and got one. And I went through, I don't know, like three of them. They kept dying. I kept getting the Red Ring of red Death. Red Ring of Death. And mm-hmm. finally I'm like, screw this. I never had an issue with a PlayStation. I'm going back. <laughs> like, yeah, that, so was, I, that was a bummer. Yeah, I, re- so I, yeah I, I replaced mine twice. It was horrible, and they weren't cheap for a kid. Like at that point, I was middle school, high school, something like that. Uh, and fortunately, I had it to either, you know, split it with my brother to save up for. Or my parents chipped in, like you know, birthday, Christmas gift, or both. Like here's your birthday and Christmas gift. Um, <laughs> is just like I'm run out of money. My parents are run out of money. Like I'm sick of this. I'm just gonna go save up, and I end up getting a PS3. Or my cousin gave me his old PS3, which the thing was like by the time I got that. It's like seven or eight years old. It was like the original. It had backwards compatibility. You could play like PS2 and PS1 games and everything. And that thing 
ran like a tank. Like we, that thing fell off shelves and bookcases while we were playing rock band or rocking around the room, got kicked off tables and stuff and like just kept running. I'm like, yeah, I'm sticking with PlayStation from here yeah, on out. I don't think your 360 <laughs> died because the Red Ring of Death now at this point. I, I don't think so. I think you might No, I'm not. Okay. Okay. I, 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 okay. That, I, I maybe misspoke a little bit. I wasn't doing that. That's what happened while my cousin had it. He was, we were all in the rock band, but he was very rough on his consoles. After I got it, it had already been through all the abuse. I took care of it in its old age. I was like the uh, the nursing home for the PS3. Come home and I'll take care of you. And, you know. I love how JJ's webcam, I don't, maybe it's just me, but it's frozen and it's, it's him yawning. yawning. <laughs> You've been yawning for like five minutes it's- straight. <laughs> <laughs> is it still going then? yeah you're still still going it's pretty great <laughs> <laughs> all right my my camera's moving fine on this end <laughs> oh, well. oh there it goes it just reset you said, so- you said something very boring Garrett, <laughs> yeah. and i just couldn't i don't know why i know i'm sorry but yeah so i had a 360 for a while and i love my 360 i love the games on there but the console just did me wrong three times over i'm like okay yep. I'm, I'm done with this for now <laughs> yeah, that makes sense Okay, um, cool. Uh, last news story here. This is going to make JJ very, very happy. Uh, he may not even know this has happened yet because knowing him, he doesn't read the show notes. So, um, uh, you know what? You have, you have little faith. Uh, you sent them to me. I opened the text. I might have looked at it. I not have. So I didn't. Second. Yeah, you didn't look at it. That's what I thought. Also, your, your audio is kind of getting a little janky. Maybe you need to change your internet connection, whatever you're using. But um, but here we go. The release date updates for The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima. This comes from uh, PlayStation.blog. Herman Holst, this is head of Worldwide Studios, wrote this uh, little blog post for us. As our teams at Sony Interactive Entertainment and Worldwide Studios approach development milestones and conf- uh, and confront a world changed by COVID-19, we find ourselves having to adapt to today's ever-changing environment. Amidst some disruptions to our working styles, we wanted to provide an update to PlayStation gamers who are eager to learn when our next exclusive titles will arrive to PlayStation 4. As we begin to see an ease in the global distribution environment, I am pleased to confirm that The Last of Us Part Two will arrive on June 19th and Ghost of Tsushima will follow on July 17th. Wow. I wanna, so... Boom. That was like a one-two punch there. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I was bummed to see The Last of Us delayed in the first place. Um, again, they're like, you know, we're kind of missing an opportunity, you know, with everybody stuck at home. It's just a great time to be able to play video games. But, you know, I get it. They weren't able to finish the game. You don't want them to rush something out. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm happy to see that it's not delayed too far. Yeah, I know. It was so scary with the original announcement. It's like it's delayed indefinitely. Right. And that word is just so like intense. It's like, oh, no, like that, like to the average gamer, even that just sounds like, oh, so it's canceled basically. Like when, when, when is that? Like that could be yeah. next year. It could be two years. Like who knows? Like it's easy to think Launch the worst. Title. Easy, yeah, it's easy to think the yes. worst. What I was thinking it was going to be. Get pushed to PS5. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so really it just got delayed a couple months there. Um, And man, that's bizarre that Ghost is just the next month. Like, it's not very much time. It's not very much breathing room, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah. I think with Last of Us, the the big concern was that with them postponing it, uh, it wasn't ready. The 
that was the whole thing was that it just wasn't ready and they were looking for any any reason and that covid just kind of helped out a little bit they just weren't ready for uh, for the thing to i don't know if i'm having an issue with my audio or not yeah your your audio is very uh, very your, your quiet very very quiet and your video's gone now your video's gone now oh okay at least on my end going on at least on my end Maybe try backing out of the call and coming back in real quick. Yep, there he goes. That's it. That's how you get rid of JJ. <laughs> and that's how it's done. I just blocked his number. He actually can't get back in. He's gone for good. <laughs> okay, well, cool. <laughs> I don't know what's You're going have on. you fun job editing this. I know. No, why did I ever do video? Um, okay. Cool. Well, yeah, so it's just, I guess we can get back to it. We were talking about yeah. uh, Last of Us delay, or not delay, but their delay. New, new date. So, um, so yeah, it's not going to be a launch title, like Zetch said. It's going to be real close. Uh, yeah, June 19th, so it's real close to Ghost of Tsushima. Um, we were talking about, trying to remember what we were talking about, breathing room in there. Oh, by the way, for all you people uh, who, who are watching and now JJ's gone, um, he started saying some real terrible things about our guest, uh, John here, and, uh, I wasn't going to stand for it. Um, right. and then he started getting real, he started doing this very, uh, inappropriate image, uh, kind of, uh, uh, kind of, I don't know, characterization of, uh, <laughs> different, Imitation. uh, imitations of, uh, uh, different Italian characters from, uh, <laughs> from right. movies. And, and it was just a little over the top and so a little offensive. So we had to get rid of him. <laughs> So sorry about that, John. Right. I get it all the time. <laughs> We're always hating on Italians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got you have a rough. Um, but uh, okay, but uh, what we're talking about Ghost of Tsushima. What do you think about that, Zetch? Is that going to hurt sales for either of those? Or yeah, you're, I know you're excited. I know that sounds awesome. It's 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 a gamer's like heaven there. But yeah, do you think that's going to like kill sales life. in some way though? No. Because that's far, they're far enough apart where like Last of Us isn't going to be your giant open world game, you know. So it should be, it'll you'll play through that game and be like, oh cool, I just finished this game. Now I can go. I'm ready for Ghost, which will hopefully tide you over until Cyberpunk. Because right. from the sounds of it, Ghost seems to sound like it's going to be like a really big unorthodox um, open world game. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be huge. What do you think, John? <laughs> um. Actually, I don't. I mean, I'm eagerly anticipating uh, Last of Us too. Um, you know, the Naughty Dog games are part of the reason, or maybe the primary reason, I own PlayStation at all because I'm a primarily Xbox gamer. Um, really enjoyed God of War and and some other titles. Oh shoot, John I just got disconnected. <laughs> oh no, what happened? Well, I guess it's just me and Zetch this week. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, I've, I'm, I've been an Xbox gamer. I'd, uh, I've had each console day one, and uh, but you know the my uh, father in law actually was a PlayStation gamer when I met him, and he was playing the Uncharted games and. I actually, I love the Uncharted games and uh, Last of Us and had to have it. And Crash Bandicoot, that's an Naughty Dog game. Is that one of your favorites right. too? Uh, no, I'm not, <laughs> not big on it. Oh, come on, you know, Crash is one of the best. The, like, uh, they did like an anniversary edition or whatever. It's hard. Like yeah. it's, a, it's an intense platforming 
game that you know in timing like they don't make games like that anymore where like you've got to perfect the timing and the jumps and be ready for them and and like you're not getting through the first time you've got to memorize the the jumps and the ducks and the lefts and rights yep it those are i'm not good at very many video games those are my games. good at that <laughs> i can yeah. do that i can do this <laughs> yeah I'm not, I'm not good at. i don't think i don't have the patience for it <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I was a fan of uh, the Jack and Daxter series. I really like Jack. Jack 2. Those were good ones. They're all the same game. Ratchet and Clank. Jack I and Daxter. It. Ratchet and Clank is awesome. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank is great. The movie? Yes. No. Oh, my goodness. My kids love the movie. I love the movie. <laughs> but, yeah, especially my kids. Like, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. I love Ratchet and Clank. Nice. That's Insomniac, too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the same people who did uh, Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man there. And, uh said overdrive yes xbox exclusive which now yeah. and now sony owns insomniac so i wonder yeah, if they ever do a sequel of that game <laughs> really funny. i mean it's real real similar i guess to uh uh what was that game that was an exclusive on playstation and then xbox just bought them uh hellblade sinuous sacrifice oh yeah that was a playstation exclusive and then Are xbox bought that? them and now the sequel is going to be an xbox exclusive that's on game yeah. pass hellblade is amazing it's really good. I haven't beat it, but what I played was like freaking crazy. Like it's just yeah. like it it it's a game about like just having all sorts of crazy like mental health craziness going it. on. Yeah, it's hard to, and you, and you start playing it, you got to play it with headphones because it makes you go crazy. You're like this girl in this game version. is crazy. Ooh. No, they don't. That'd be horrible. Yeah. No, they do have a VR version. <laughs> I have it. That'd be terrifying. It's amazing. <laughs> So oh, you end man. up spending the entire game just like following the character, like, uh, 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 like, <laughs> like you're like you're like like you're right behind her. Okay. So you're not like playing as her. You're just like with her along the way, and it comes to parts where she's like freaking out, and she's looking at you like dead in the eyes, and you start. I was getting like chills. I was like, please stop looking at me, and I like, try to like lean away, but her <laughs> eyes like follow you. She's oh, like no. knows where you are. <laughs> I was like, Jeez. I don't like this. So while she's like talking and yelling at herself and it's like, oh, it's so, so crazy. Such a big game. Anyway, derailed. Sorry. Yeah. No, no worries. Um, but yeah. Uh, so are you interested though in, you said you're interested, John, in Last of Us. Are you interested at all in, in Ghost or no? No. I really actually, I honestly don't know much about it. Nobody does. And... Yeah, there's not that much information out there. (laughs) With Zetch, uh, I'm, you know, on the same level in terms of, like, time for gaming. So, you know, there's there's honestly, like, maybe two or three games a year that, you know, I'll kind of fixate on. Um, And I'll get these kind of, like, waves of time where I'll, like, squeeze in gaming. And then, you know, I I just know that it's going to be, like, I kind of have to earn those back with like weeks of not gaming and so um you know i I only look for you know those those few titles a year that like really really interest me yeah what what titles this year do you think are going to be that so i mean definitely alex which we're going to talk about and uh last of us two been waiting for a long time uh for that and then uh halo infinite are probably like the three that i need to play um, Doom Eternal snuck in there because I, I built the new computer and I couldn't get a VR headset. And so, uh, you know, I had to start playing something. Yeah. 
Nice. That's awesome. Doom's, Doom's a great game, man. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, let's uh, talk about our Patreon a little bit. Uh, so this is part of the show. We talk about our Patreon, patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Uh, if you want to support us because you love the show, <laughs> jank and all, just how all the technical issues we've been having uh, besides behind the scenes here, um, if that's that your type of thing, go support us over there. Just a buck a month. You can get our episodes uh, ad free and early a couple days early uh just the audio version and then uh you know our higher tiers five bucks a month you get show notes early you can take a look at what we're going to be talking about in the next show and uh leave your own little comments sometimes we have listeners leave comments and it's fun to throw those out there while we're talking about an article or if you have uh, a to- if we're doing a topic or question of the show they'll answer in as well uh 10 bucks a month you get uh, you you are a sponsor. You are one of our Patreon sponsors. You get the shout out at the beginning beginning of the show. Um, JJ will sometimes make fun of you uh, if his you know his audio is working correctly <laughs> and he can hear what's actually going on. And then uh, yeah, and you know we you will forever be immortalized on the internet uh, on our podcast. And then uh, fifteen dollars a month, we have our producer tier. Uh, we. I've only had one of those so far, but it was a ton of fun to be able to work with uh, Matt Liu, our Patreon producer back in the day. And he pitched a few different uh, segments that we did. We had one that was losing reviews where we reviewed really bad movies. Hence, you know, losing. We were we were the losers in that one <laughs> that, that, that he was referencing there. Uh, movies like, uh, I'm trying to remember, we did Mortal Kombat. We did... I like that movie. I'm trying to think. There was a couple, there was some... Not great. Well, he had us do Con Air. That ended up not being that bad. It was That's cheesy as heck. Movie. It was super cheesy, but it wasn't a bad movie necessarily. <laughs> Con Air, not a bad movie. I think that was like the one positive. We're like, okay, we can get behind this. Nicholas <laughs> Cage um, is. She's still yeah. my Blackberry Pie. No one Glor- takes my Blackberry Pie. <laughs> Glorious <laughs> hair. I want hair just like Nicholas Cage and Con Air. <laughs> Greasy, long, <laughs> gross looking. Um, but yeah, go check it out, supergamerboys.com slash Patreon. It's very much appreciated. It helps uh, keep the lights on, mics going, and uh, keeps uh, JJ's belly fed. <laughs> Not really. Not that last one. But thank you guys so much for uh, who do support us, and let's get into the rest of the show. All right, now time for some new releases. We have this last week, Predator Hunting Grounds came out on PS4 April 24th. Uh, that one, I don't think I even talked about it. They did an open beta like a couple weeks ago, and I played, I tried to play around, and the servers were so backed up, I couldn't even play. Like I sat on the screen for like 15 minutes, letting it just look for a match, and it never found anything because there's so many people on there, the servers were crashing. Uh, and I'm like, well, you better get that fixed. I guess that's the point. You, that's why you do a beta, so it doesn't happen this weekend. But from what I'm hearing, everyone's loving it. But because I didn't get to play it, I'm scared to buy it. Like, I don't want to pay, what, 25, 30 bucks for a game that it's a multiplayer game that I don't necessarily have friends to play with. And <laughs> It's like an asymmetrical multiplayer game, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's actually made by Ilphonic, which is the same company that did Friday the 13th. So it's literally they took Friday the 13th and reskinned it with Predator. That's terrible because 
didn't that game have like terrible server issues already? Yeah, but that game and was the beta had now has bad server issues. Yeah. Well, so so Friday the thirteenth though was originally designed to just be um it wasn't even Friday the thirteenth. Like it was just some generic like horror. It was it was the same game, but they didn't obviously because of copyright things, they couldn't use the the license Friday the 13th or whatever. Um, but because it was so good, Friday the 13th contacted them. I was like, hey, we'll slap our thing on there. Uh, but they, it was basically an indie game. They developed it themselves. This is their first game with Sony backing it. This is actually being published by Sony. So okay. I hope, I hope they have a lot more resources this time to, to have a little better launch. And yeah, from what I've heard this weekend, people have been really enjoying it from what I've seen on Twitter. I wonder um, if Adam Sessler is still involved in it. Because I know he helped out with the first one. Do you guys remember Adam okay. Sessler? I recognize the name. Remember X-Play? Yeah. More yeah, yeah, yeah. On uh, G4? Yes. Yeah. He okay. helped out with the third, Friday the 13th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh, I didn't know that. It's crazy. Um. So, yeah, that was a new release this last week. Sounds like it's a pretty good game. If anyone on PS4 wants to play it, let me know, and maybe that will sway me to purchase it. <laughs> um, Trials of Mana came out on PS4, Switch, and PC on April 24th. Now, is this some sort of remaster? It's a remake. It's like it's a remake, right? Original. Right, 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 right. Because it's, it's an old play? game, but John, you had a Super Nintendo as a kid. Did you play Trials of Mana? And are you going to swoop on the remake? Uh, no. Oh, that's right. You weren't really. A, you're not a Final Fantasy Very good. gamer. Right, we're switching over. Can you hear me? You sound great. Okay, cool. Uh, AirPods were dying. They died. I call them tampons. Um, no, I, I, I haven't played it, and, and so yeah, I think not in my uh, box of, of gaming. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that Final Fantasy isn't really your bag. So I, my bad for forgetting that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll probably it was on my hit list to check out. <laughs> it was on my list to check out. I don't know if I'll buy it though. Okay. I like the I like the old trials game, the old mana games, but yeah. Yeah, the next uh, game on here, XCOM Chimera Squad on PC, April twenty fourth. Uh, is this uh, is this an actual sequel to XCOM or is this just like a DLC? I couldn't really tell. It's a mobile game. It says PC. I think it, I thought I heard it got released on mobile too, didn't it? I don't, I don't know. I don't really play X- XCOM. I don't really care about this game, but <laughs> I just I, I know it's a big like title out there that people enjoy. So I thought we'd at least bring it up. But well, and when I was reading up on uh, Gears Tactics, they kept comparing it to XCOM. Okay, it's really the first time that I ever looked into XCOM. Oh, really? XCOM is yeah. awesome. That's what makes me so excited about Gears Tactics. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because that's the next game on here, April twenty eighth, Gears Tactics. Tactics comes out on PC. Uh, yeah. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Or, or yesterday. Just a few more hours. <laughs> depends on, well, who, yeah. depends on when you're listening to this. No one misses. It's all good. All good. No, we break that space time continuum all the time. Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, you, or you, Zach, you were specifically interested in uh, the Gears Tactics. So yes. is it supposed to be basically like an XCOM type game then? Yeah. So. Okay. They took some, so in original, I, I don't know if you, you played the Mario vs. Rabbids game. 
Yes, I actually know that better than XCOM. Yeah. I played very little XCOM and a lot of Mario okay. Rabbids. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's basically that. Yeah, gear, but, gears versus rabbits. <laughs> so, but this one they've added in some new like features where like the main new game play mechanic is that you can like kill somebody, and then if you can kill that person instantly like in one hit then you have a chance to go off and kill another person with your bayonetta or your bayonet <laughs> bayonetta wow um with your bayonet she comes in like a summon the next person yeah exactly so oh, and awesome. of course you're fighting really big creatures and like it's going to be a little bit uh very class-based obviously kind of like what XCOM and Mario vs. Rabbids, and you got like your snipers, you got your melee, you got all these different things. But I really can't wait to see the skin on it, like because it's going to be. How do I explain this? XCOM was very XCOM, and if going from XCOM to Rabbids, Mario vs. Rabbids, I was like, oh yeah, no, this feels like an XCOM game. So if going from XCOM to Gears, I'm hoping will be reminiscent of XCOM, but will still be more true to form of what feels like a Gears game, especially mm-hmm. since. XCOM and Gears of War already use cover as like a mechanic. It'll be interesting to see what they do with tactics using that right. same cover mechanic. So anyway, I'm ex- I'm really jazzed about it. I love tactical games like that anyway. So nice, yeah. Cool beans. Uh, well, let's uh, get into some what you've been playing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna step back in this section because I'm gonna be completely honest. I put in the show notes I played Final Fantasy VII, but I didn't. I did. I did not play any video games this last week <laughs> because I've been working way too much. So I, I think I played for a couple hours on Friday or Saturday night. I think it was Friday night. I stayed up super late with some friends and we played some plunder, Call of Duty Warzone, the plunder mode. Um, so sinking good. But otherwise, every other time I tried to play Final Fantasy VII while my son was napping, uh, just never happened. Either the nap didn't happen or me playing <laughs> did not happen because something else came up. So, yeah, you guys can talk about uh, <clears throat> some of the games you've been playing. John, you're the guest. Lead the way, bro. Let's talk about Half-Life Alex. Yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, that's what's like reinvigorated gaming for me. Uh, not that I ever really uh, wanted to stop gaming, but it sounds like we're all in similar boats where it's just difficult to find the time. And, um, you know, so then, you know, when you don't play for a while, you can start to lose some motivation in a way. So, uh, when, you know, I, so Half-Life, the first Half-Life came out my freshman year of college and it was, you know, it like changed everything about what you thought was possible in a video game. And now for like the first time since then, Half-Life Alex has changed, uh, my perspective again on what's possible in video games. Like you I put in... I mean, it, it's a boot. I mean, on top of that, I had never done VR before. So I got my first VR headset, spent maybe 30 minutes with it, and then loaded up uh, Half-Life Alex. So mind-blowing for me. Um, the the realism of it, the, the, you know, dynamics of how the weapons work and, um, and the precision of what you can do in the game changes the way that I think games are going to be made going forward, uh, potentially VR or not, but there's just so many games where you're like, oh, I wonder what, you know, they would, it would be like if it were in VR. Um, 
can I but, can I ask know, uh, what? Hangovers in it. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say real quick. Can I ask what headset you're playing on? Because I know it's compatible mm-hmm. with like uh, Oculus Rift and everything, but I've heard the best, obviously, the best way to play is with what's their proprietary one there. Index. They have their Valve Index or whatever. Are you playing on Index or the the, the Oculus? So I have, uh, and I just got it. It's probably a not recommended uh, headset because it's in a beta phase. I have the Oculus Quest, oh, which nice. is a standalone okay. headset. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and uh, then you have to hook it up with a USB cable. Of course, there's only like four USB cables that will actually work with it. Right. Uh, yeah. The one they sell is 80 bucks for the cable. So expensive. But yeah, there are several on Amazon that you can get that are, you know, kind of, I mean, they're still expensive USB cables, like 15 bucks. I mean, it's basically but... the one that they sell. It's basically like a fiber optic, like USB C cable. It's like super high yeah, speed, so... like high powered, like type thing. Well, you can get into uh, the thing about USB C is that they incorporated a bunch of different technologies, including like Thunderbolt and, um, you know, there's USB C, there's USB C charging, there's USB C fast charging. And they're all different cables that you need to be able to, you know, pull that through. Mm. And so you need like a specific type of, in, which makes it really confusing for the consumer because you would think yeah. a cable is a cable. If it fits, it should work. But, um, you know, they, 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 there's different technologies. But the, uh, the Quest, I mean, it was a little tricky to set up at first. I ended up having to go into the BIOS of the motherboard and turn off legacy usb support so like basically support for like older usb devices i had to turn that off after i did that the the link would stay live otherwise it kept dropping the link huh that's so Um, crazy that's too much work in terms of yeah (laughs) in terms of quality and um you know I, i think that the one drawback you might see in my opinion from the index to the and Quest, uh, Oculus Quest is uh, refresh rate, so it's 72 hertz versus I think it's 144 on the index. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I mean, we've been playing, you know, console games at 30 frames per second, and you know, every once in a while, somebody would would you know make something that went 60 frames per second, and you could like you could visually kind of feel that you know clean movement. So. Mm-hmm. 72 or beyond that i don't know i haven't had any issues with motion sickness or anything like that oh okay all right so how's the how's and, the tracking the tracking in the quest because i know that so, uses just the cameras in the headset doesn't actually have separate yeah. towers and everything does that work pretty well still and that was a yeah that was a must for me i wasn't going to set up like a room dedicated just yeah. for the yeah. you know vr i got to be able to you know move this thing around and you know, potentially play in even a smaller area. Um, so I wanted inside out tracking and, um, you know, I don't have anything to compare it to cause it's the only one I've ever had, but I have had zero issues where I ever thought that, you know, my hand wasn't tracking or my movement wasn't tracking. I've had zero issues with that. See, I have the opposite problem or not, not that's a problem, but I have, I only have two sensors. I'm playing on an Oculus too, like the original Oculus, and I only have two sensors. So if I am not facing my sensors, my hands will like not be tracked. So that that was like the big issue. Yeah, that was a big issue with uh, PlayStation VR. Well, I mean that uses that doesn't even use 
IR sensors that uses just straight up camera tracking light bulbs. So if it was too bright in the room, it couldn't track your your hands and your your head because there's lights on the mask and there's lights on your hands on the controllers. Like, oh, wow. so you yeah. have to be facing it. You can't turn it all the way around. Exactly. So yeah, yeah with the Quest, that's genius. Like the camera is always facing your hands because it's facing out from your head. Like so, it's always within yeah. view. Yeah. See, so yeah, I really, yeah, I'm gonna. I told my wife. Well, we're both on the same page. We want to get a third sensor anyway. So once I get that, that would be nice because then instead of having to like just click, so the way it works in VR is that you have um, one joystick will like warp you to a spot and the other joystick will like kind of switch your body like left to right or whatever direction you're hitting. So if you want to run away from a head crab, then you have to click like two or three times on the joystick and then run away. Whereas if I can just like move my body in the direction I want and then warp, I'd be a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So John, since so this is like your first VR experience, I gotta let tell you right now, you're gonna be severely disappointed with all the other VR games out there. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is well, literally Yeah. Like, I've played a few others. Uh briefly I played uh, with you for, I don't know, an hour and a half or whatever. Uh, we did some multiplayer um, on raw data. And um, at this point, like, even though it's not uh, Half-Life caliber, it's still, you know, fun and interesting. And I want to see how, like, all the different games handle the mechanics yeah. of, like, reloading is a whole new thing, right? right. And... Yeah, I mean, because, well, at least those two, you know, gun-based games make you grab cartridges and load them in. So on raw data, you're grabbing from your hip, and you literally have to load it in. Um, in Half-Life, everything is behind the back grab. Bring it over. You have to eject the cartridge by pressing a button so you can see that cartridge come out. You shove the other one in, and then you have to pull back, you know, slide the load one into the chamber. Um, it's also one of the... I, I think that there was one other game way back, like in kind of the early days of uh, first-person shooters that did this too, but I can't remember what it was. But it's the first game I can remember in recent history where the bullets that are left in the cartridge are gone if you eject that cartridge. So if you've got yeah. two bullets left in and you eject it, you can actually see the cartridge on the ground with those two bullets in it. And you could, in theory, pick it up and load it back in. Um, your backpack will only carry full magazines though, so you can't like carry it with you. So it, those two bullets are gone. If you, you want to like, carry in your yeah, hand the rest of the time. Room and, like... and you know that it's going to be crazy. And you're like, <laughs> oh, you're looking at your gun and there's two bullets in it. And it's putting you to this, this real decision because it also, uh, um, bullets are scarce. And, uh, you know, a lot of the guys take a full magazine. You know, you got you to gotta put 10 shots in them. To, to kill him so then you know yeah. uh, you can go through bullets real quick like there was a point where it's like oh good, i got a hundred bullets i'm gonna be you know pretty gravy and then like 15 minutes later i was like You're like where are all the bullets going <laughs> yeah she's always telling you alex it's like oh last magazine you know? yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like, what but it's, yeah. it's a really cool experience to like that level of realism on the on the gun uh you know keeps you in that kind of, you know, real environment. I do think that going forward, more real-based games, reality-based games are a better fit for VR than, like, I couldn't imagine playing, like, Doom Eternal would be just vomit-inducing. Because you're moving around so VR. You just couldn't. It's unplayable. I, I can't imagine it ever being a thing. Um, 
but you know it's going to be the games that are more you know real paced especially like you've got to move at more real speeds they do have doom vr though is they do, do they have, have a doom game vfr yeah they do oh. yeah. yeah it's only available on the vibe don't okay. make my mistake and buy it for the oculus <laughs> and then find out afterward why are my hands not tracking this right oh it's only available on the vibe. Um, yeah. i did run into that on, on raw data it kept saying please face the cameras but mine doesn't have external cameras, cameras. and so, like there aren't, there's no facing the camera with mine. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's maybe part of the beta is that, you know, it's um, you're using the Rift store. Uh, if you want to buy games, it doesn't, they don't call it like the quest slash Rift store. It's actually, they have like a quest store, which is oh. in the lenses. In the headset, and then right. I have to enable Oculus link. And then I go into the like Rift experience that you see. So I have, and then there's three experiences. So I have the original or the you know uh, default quest store and experience the room that it's in, and then you press link, and then you get into the Rift which you with Zep sees, and then you have to enable uh, Steam VR, and now you go into a third room, and now Jeez. you can load. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like experience inception. I mean, it is. It's a room within a room within a room. <laughs> it's not uh, intuitive or, um, I, I would say, user-friendly. It's, you know, it's going to be really hard for somebody who's not into the kind of uh, fun of figuring these things out. They're going to be like, screw this. This is, this is not cool. So there, there's definitely a lot in, in VR that I think they need to figure out in terms of making it uh, more approachable just from, just from a booting it up and getting into half yeah. standpoint was kind of a pain. Yeah. I mean, everything you've just said is it's like, I, I've been super interested in getting a quest as well. Cause it's like, Oh, I can take it to go. I can play it anywhere and I can link it yeah. up to my PC if I want to. But also hearing all those like extra steps you got to take just to get into a stupid rift game. It's like, yeah. it's also nice just to like turn on my PlayStation and it just works. <laughs> yeah. The, the quest was, uh, I think the, my primary motivation. Well, I wanted inside out. I knew that. Um, I like the idea that it's OLED instead of LCD. I, I don't have the experience with others. And such is this OLED, but then the Rift S, they went back to LCD. Huh. And what? so I think that, yeah, I don't know why. The Rift, the, the Rift and the Quest are both OLED, and the Rift S is an LCD display. Wow. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I Crazy. Don't do that. But, huh. yeah, but then... The standalone nature of it uh, was actually a, a draw for me because my seven-year-old is already, you know, pretty obsessed with the thing, and uh, he's playing Beat Saber, and and yeah, so you know, um, it's just a lot easier that it's standalone and he can pop it on and I don't have to. And I'll, I'll tell you, it is way better to not have a cord. Yeah, I bet. It, yeah, I hate the Especially cord. Beat Saber. Yeah, um, I would I would love to be able to play Half Life without the cord. I get yeah. kind of, and I play a lot of Half-Life sitting down. Such uh, was surprised by that. Yeah, yeah I don't know how you do that. And I kind of, yeah, I kind of roll around the room. Um, the the left <laughs> stick is like, I think it's just crouch, but you know, gets me down low to the ground, and then like kind of lifts me up to you know like normal height when I'm in the chair. And and actually in in the Quest uh, or in the Oculus Link, it, it says you know set seated position, so you can actually use that. So, I, don't, I don't even remember them giving that option. I wouldn't take that option. But... I, can't, I, can't, I don't want to. I, I mean, I played for like four hours 
almost straight the other day. I can't, I don't want to stand up that long. Oh man, I'm in it. <laughs> I like come out and I got like zits all yeah, around my eyes. <laughs> it's all <the> sweat. <laughs> that was like when I was playing Resident Evil 7. I played the first four and a half hours in PSVR. <laughs> and by that point, not only was I like sick to my stomach, like motion sick, because it was like my first time ever playing VR and I just did a four hour stint. But then also like, I, yeah, I was so stinking hot and wore out and exhausted and scared to death. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I, I am too tired and too scared. I need to play the rest of this sitting on my couch with all the lights on. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, back to Half-Life Alex real quick, a couple things. Um, so I've been playing VR for a little over a year now. I got my Oculus uh, last year. And since then, I've played a lot of... Sh- I mean, like I feel like a lot of the games on VR are all... Most of the ones that are worth noting are all shooters or have some sort of shooter mechanic involved in them. I think Beat Saber is the only one that I actually have that's not requiring me to shoot stuff. And um, I've actually spent more time playing Beat Saber than anything else, but neither here nor there. What Half-Life does different than what a lot of the other shooting games do is world building and storytelling. So much more... Um, thoroughly than any other game has done. I feel like a lot of the other shooters out there haven't really taken the time to be serious. Like, for example, like Robo Recall, which was my favorite shooter before this, was very intuitive. You know, you you shoot things, and then if you want to reload, you just drop your guns, and you, you pick up new guns off your sides, right? Like, that's kind of how you'd reload in that game. This game, John already touched on it, was like the whole mechanic of the, sh- of the gun is you literally have to grab a clip, eject your clip, load the clip, and then put a bullet in the chamber. When you are in the moment and you got like four or five zombies coming at you. It's hard to do. You're uh, like, I found myself like. Yeah, dropping magazines. Yeah. I'm like, I had like four or five clips. Where'd they all go? And I look around on the ground and they're all there because I dropped like five of them. Or if you're trying <laughs> to like switch to your shotgun, which I don't know how it works for you. For me, I have to like click in on the on the right joystick and then, yeah, and then slide my hand over. And if I'm like having my hand down next to my waist, I can't hit my leg. So that kind of drove me a little nuts. But the whole being in that moment, there's no other game that's ever been able to get you to feel that kind of tension and that kind of <laughs> that kind of fear for your life a little bit. I mean, like you know, it's not real, but the whole like mental capacity that you're operating at that moment is like survival like okay gosh i gotta these little small head crab oh they're jumping up at you and you're like grabbing them and throwing them down oh jeez it's not you're not you're not tapping a to do this stuff you're literally having oh there's one on your head you're like trying to shoot it off yeah shoot it off (laughs) (laughs) don't miss (laughs) can you actually hurt yourself can you shoot yourself in the head i haven't tried i don't think so i don't know i haven't tried you haven't tried? That's like the first thing I tried in like Resident Evil was just like put a gun to my head. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, man, well, have you guys, you talking about just like the tension and like the stress of like being in that moment. Have you played, uh, the only game I've ever played on Rift was, uh, what was it? Arizona Sunshine. It's a zombie game. 
I've but seen it's it. Basic, it's basically like horde mode. Like think like Call of Duty Zombies, Nazi Zombies, something like that. Yeah. Um, but in in VR, and it's it's like that where yeah, you have to eject the clip, you have to put a new clip in, you're running around the map trying to like figure out okay, oh there's ammo over here, grab a couple clips. Oh here's some grenades. You have to remember to pull the pin out of the grenade to throw. It. Like there's so many times yeah. I threw a grenade, it goes tink tink tink, and like nothing happens. I'm like oh no, there's like ten zombies <laughs> coming at me. Like what's going on? Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know. I I feel like I, even though I haven't played Alex. Like, I, I totally get like that stress because it's like, oh, there's all these people running at me. I'm trying to shoot them with like a rifle, and they're like four zombies walking at me. I'm like, this is but, hard to get my rifle and look down my sights. Like, oh man, yeah. You might, John, you actually probably get ready to bring it up. So if you are, I'll let you take over. But firefights. Yeah. So I will take over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that was one of the most, I think, transcendent experiences in like a shooter yeah. gaming. Uh, you know, since maybe like GoldenEye for me was when like you were asking me about, hey, have you been to the flashlight? Have you gotten your flashlight yet? And that's because yeah. uh, the lights basically go out at that point and you're kind of like having it. You know, anyway. That was so scary. Soon, yeah. Soon after that, you get like in a more of an open world environment and then you get into like your first, like I think real firefight. And there's some concrete pillars and some like bunkery right. type things. Yeah. And, um, you know, you instantly like, oh, wait, I don't want to get shot. And so like you get, you can just stand behind a pillar and like, I had my gun and I like literally hung it, like just the edge of it, like over this pillar. And I was kind of looking like this and like, like picking them up and just the precision. And then like, I got behind this, like uh, concrete barricade type thing that you like see on the freeway and you see those like blocks right, they right. drop yeah. and pieces of it are flying off. But just that precision, I mean, there's been so many games where, like, oh, yeah, you can go undercover, and then you pop out, and you come back. But you can pop out one inch if you want to. You have two right. total control. Back. Yeah, and you can kind of line things up, and then, like, put your head back down, and just start <laughs> shooting, and, like, just the barrel of your gun is hanging over the edge. And it's just such kind of a real experience. Like, what would you really do in a firefight if people are shooting back? Like, in movies, like, people are running across, and they cover me, like, why is being no don't no i'm not running out in front of people that are shooting no i'm gonna hide behind this concrete block and stick my gun on the edge i'm hugging that pillar so tight i'm hugging that pillar (laughs) yeah exactly and so it was it was just so cool to like because it's so real and like the the movements and the precision and everything is the way you would expect it to be like in reality um and like you're i don't know it's it's hard to put into words exactly what it kind of feels like to be there, but um, you really I didn't can't think that was yeah. possible in gaming to, you know, kind of have that level of uh, precision. There's always been that, you know, invisible wall between the gaming environment and your environment, and right. they obliterated it. Yeah. And that wall is gone. Yep. And 100%. So cool. It took me, like, I was like, the first firefight I was in, I was so used to this very gamer mentality, right? Where it's like, there's that line. It's like, oh, okay, oh, I can walk into a room. I can see some guys. I might take some damage, but I'm going to, you know, pop them real quick. I, I, like, walk out. They're shooting me. And I'm, like, trying to shoot. I'm like, oh, why, why am I keep getting hit? And I'm like, I got to get cover. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm, like, scrambling to find cover. I, like, see ammo. I'm, like, grabbing ammo that's all around me and stuff. And you can, like... Glass is like breaking, and you're like, "Wow, this is the most immersive firefight I have ever been in." 
and it's just it's like you can't the thing i tell everybody about vr is i can't i can sit here and i can tell you how cool it is and how awesome it is and you're gonna hear that and you're gonna think cool yeah no bro i get it you had a good time <laughs> right you you don't get it until you're there doing it it's true because i thought that like basically i was gonna have the same gaming experience with like a really cool monitor right it's like it just yeah. looks cool it's like it, uh, i thought it'd be more like throwing out 3d glasses right mm. i didn't really think about the what it was going to do with my hands and and actually one of the coolest things in vr is just that first experience of looking at your hands and like oh wait these are moving yeah you're doing the thumbs up and <laughs> <laughs> that's the bigger difference in vr uh, i think than the actual you know because we've seen 3d before right so i mean it is cool that it moves when you, when you move but it's actually more about the way it's tracking your hands and yeah. uh, your body than it is about the visual aspect of it that kind of precision i mean you could be you know bunker area and like grab your grenade and like literally throw it over your shoulder if you want to or around the edge or yeah. up and chuck it. I mean, whatever you want to do, you just do it. They don't need to like program in, you know, that series of animations, right? So like most games are, they've set up animations. Okay, what is the grenade throwing animation? Oh, it's the guy does that, right? right. And they've pre-programmed all of these animations in, um, but none of that is in Half-Life, Alex. I mean, not none of it. I mean, all the NPCs have, you know, animations that they pre-programmed, but you can do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. And not to mention, I the other thing too is that like if you play for go through Half Life One, okay, Half Life One was a little bit more horror-y, I would say, than like Half Life Two, especially when you get into like the episodes for Half Life mm -hmm. Two. Half Life Three or Half Life Alex really brought it back to more of that horrorness. Like yeah. you spent most of your time in like that tunnel, just trying to get through a tunnel. You're trying to find your dad and then all of a sudden the game just flips and you're like oh there's more going on here than just what i originally anticipated on doing and that feeling you get of like actually having to fight like new enemies you have that weird goopy stuff everywhere like it added on a chapter of half-life that i didn't see coming at all like jumping into mm -hmm. this game i thought it was going to be more firefighty like because that's what i really remember from half-life 2 and man, the game just blows you away like every corner there's nothing they thought of it it's like the most thoroughly thought through game ever and the game was what 50 bucks 60 bucks most vr games are like you're I, you're in and out in like two to four hours so this is just right it's just going it is yeah it's, it's fantastic and i think that they've built in i'm hoping that i'm gonna want to replay it yeah um I mean, you could replay it on a harder setting. There is there's a lot of, um, I think, Easter egg type finds that you can make. I mean, there's gonna. I know I've missed a ton of resin. I've you know seen some. I had to look up a couple walkthroughs online, and I've actually found some uh, a couple like game breaking glitches. You just I just had to load like a previous uh, save file, but like I, I ran into an invisible wall. I literally couldn't walk past this area and i was like it's got to be that way i don't know why i wouldn't be able to walk over there i watched a walk through and he, he just walks right through that spot and i was like okay i'll just reload from a previous one but his gun was way more upgraded than mine by that point um it's probably his second or third time through it but um, <laughs> i was like well i've missed a lot of resin because he's fully upgraded on his pistol i've upgraded my pistol 
once, my shotgun once. So, yeah, I've got three upgrades on the pistol and one on the shotgun. Okay. You know, one of my other things that I don't like about the game is I can only carry one grenade at a time. You could, in theory, carry three, I guess. Have you found that you can hold things in your wrist? Yeah. That's okay, what so you could, you could so have yeah, one... I, you right. have one in each wrist and then one in your hand in theory, but um, you're probably going to have like one like health syringe at least, yeah. and then you you might have one other grenade like in the other wrist. But then like if I have to pick up like a key card or something, I have to sacrifice either my health wrist or, or my grenade. Carry it, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times where like I'll, I, I guess it may be more like real life. I guess I don't know. Maybe we would have like cargo pants we could put. If I have a key backpack, card in, but... I carry it's like <laughs> yeah, you could fit a key ammo, card, but yeah. I can't fit one extra grenade. <laughs> it does bring it out. But then, like, I'll set the key card somewhere, and I have to remember where I set it because I know I have to go kill these guys, and I don't want to deal with that key card right now. So I'm gonna go set it on this table. You could even put it in a drawer if you wanted to and close it. Yeah. Now, <clears> um, that so that's the other thing too. Is like you know, like you know, like a lot of games. Like you're like when it comes time to like rummage through stuff, you can kind of tell. Oh, that drawer opens. That drawer is just yeah. part of the scenery. Everything in this game, everything completely seamless. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't realize I can open up filing cabinets till like two hours yeah. in. And you have to get like you have to get down onto the ground to get that yeah. bottom one. You have yeah. to actually reach down there and grab. I went ahead, I'm like, that's so cool. I'm like, man, I really don't want to have to do this. <laughs> and then they kind of break that like expected. Uh, you know, rule of like, uh, you, you know, halfway through the game, you kind of get an expectation of like where things, where they would hide resin and where they wouldn't. Right. And then they keep kind of breaking that rule on me. Like, oh, uh, there shouldn't have been resin hiding behind all those boxes. I have to move all those boxes <laughs> to discover that there was resin back there. Or like way but, up high. I'm like, that's what I'm wondering. Like, up there. Well, I'm wondering, like, if I bring a ladder like into my room physically and climb <laughs> up it. Like, and to get a higher perspective, I was like, I wonder, like, I want to know what's on top of that. And the only way I could think of to like, look up there is to like, yell at my wife to like, bring me a ladder and climb it <laughs> inside my house so I can look on top of that thing. I'm sure there's like hacks to make me float, but, um, you know, I don't know how else you're going to get up there. That setting you're talking about for the the sitting versus standing thing. There you go. You just stand up and tell it you're yeah. sitting. You, you no, can definitely sit, sit down and tell it you're standing, and then stand up and whoa, you'd be right off the roof. <laughs> well, yeah, and like in the Oculus, you can set the ground height, so they oh, want you to actually go. put the controller like on or near the ground, and then like press a button. I mean, you could go like this, right, and hit it, and then <laughs> like the right, and then it'll push you up there. But actually, I guess then you'd be you'd be under the floor. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have yeah, to put that push. thing. Oh yeah. I'm gonna have to put that thing in the basement or something. <laughs> Just bury the thing. Just he's in there digging a hole through his floor. Yeah. <laughs> Playing outside in the yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, That's awesome. Uh, long story short, uh, two thumbs up for Half Life Alex, and yeah. you know it, it changes the gaming scale for me. Like IGN, and uh, you know they give out tens probably more frequently than they should, but um, you know. I, I don't know that. Like, I mean, it's just like it's like you gotta push the scale out uh, a little bit for for Half Life Alex, in my opinion. But um, yeah. you know, they've, really, they've they've set a new bar. It's gonna be really hard to beat Half Life Alex in my game of the year. Like, there's nothing else ever that's that's been made like this. nothing ever has has been like this game. 
ever. Yeah, and un unfortunately, like VR is a pretty like I think small demographic of gamers compared to like the 17 million copies that like how many? I'm curious. I mean, maybe it's a little too early to to look, but you know, in a couple months, look at how many uh, copies of Half Life Alex you might be able to look it up right now. But I mean, it's not possible for them to sell 17 million copies, right? There aren't that many people that are have the headsets yeah. and. Yeah, it can't even be that many headsets. I mean, what's their install base? Like, so... although if you're counting Vive, Index, and Oculus, and, uh, and, and Oculus, Oculus. Very var varietals, right? like, maybe a few million? Maybe worldwide? So, uh, Ve Valve didn't uh, provide any sales numbers, specific sales figures. Um, but the website Play Tracker estimates that over 500,000 copies have been sold. And then, um, but then on the first day of its release, it had 43,000 concurrent players. So, and that, that was just the first day. So 43,000 right. people were play, playing it all at the same time on, on Steam you know, that first day. And then, you know, there's an estimate it could be around 500,000 yeah. copies. But yeah, that's like nowhere near some of these no. other like exclusives that are coming out on I, PS4 and I Xbox. I think Valve is maybe the only company uh that would do it you know just for the sake of doing it right they it, it wasn't i don't <laughs> think it's the profit money. driven <laughs> right they just wanted to prove that they if they were if they were you know profit mongering halo or half-life 3 would have come out and four and five on all the consoles and all you know they would have yeah. you know and all the spin-offs and everything um yeah. they could have they could have just cleaned up on it but they didn't want to do that it's they're they are you know tr truly one of the few you know um you know game companies out there that are doing it for the love of gaming yeah right and uh, yeah, because drive their because, fans because, bananas right because it's not because it's yeah. not their main uh uh main source of First income like income. they make they make yeah. they make yeah. all their money from steam so yeah when they make games like it's because they love making right. games and they're gonna well, make it freaking amazing and their staff too is it's a weird company because like anybody there can work on any project they want like they're not assigned yeah. projects they're all basically kind of like some quasi independent contractor there so hmm. if we're if i got a game going like hey you guys want to work on this game yeah sure so you end up pulling in hmm. all sorts of different people that view things in a different way and they're all like at the top of their game so yeah. it just makes sense that half-life alex is just just the best yeah but it's also really disheartening because I don't see any other game studio investing that much, you know, time and money into creating a game of that caliber for such a small demographic. So it, it may be a very long time before we see a game even close to this good for VR. Yeah. Yeah. Resident Evil Seven is pretty dang good. I gotta tell you. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, it, it's only for I, PlayStation though, right? Yeah. I wish. I yeah. wish it would come to other stuff because I would play it. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun on, the, uh, on well, that's, PSVR. That's what, yeah, I think you'll see a little bit of like games that are designed for console that they've kind of ported over in a way for VR. So it's not like built from the ground up for VR, but I think you'll still have, get some good gaming experiences in VR that were not, you know, specifically designed for VR. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's the Wild West right now in VR. And it's, I love it. And but nothing's going to be over at Half-Life. Yeah. I got to try it out. I really got to try it out. I'm so bummed. We were supposed to do that stream, and then freaking COVID-19 killed that. Yep. <laughs> oh, you were going to live stream it? Yeah, yeah. we were going to do... That. You guys still ended up doing it. You had your brother come Me over or brother. something, but 
But I was just like, yeah, it kind of, kind of goes against the whole shelter in place thing. I probably yeah. shouldn't come over here and put a mask on my face that you had on your face. <laughs> it doesn't really work. But man, I, I want to try it out so bad. Yeah, I'm sure One you day. this game forever, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it's getting, uh, <laughs> getting late in the show. So um, what do you say? Should we do the question real quick or should we save it for another time when we have more, what, more time to discuss what it? What is the question? I didn't even read that What part. is the question? Yeah. Okay. I didn't read well, that part. So this is this is a spoiler alert in case we don't do it. You, you know, you can expect it for a future episode maybe. But um, this is from uh, oh, Sweats. I remember. Sweats over on Discord. Uh, if you could have one game be re-released today for the first time, uh, as in it was never released before. So it's not a remake. It's literally like the first time it came out. It came out again. But with today's uh, like kind of standards, if it came out for the first time ever today, um, what game would you want to experience brand new again and have everyone and their mom playing it? That's what Sweat said over on Discord. So wait, let me yeah. see if I understand the question right. So it's re-released today with today's modern engines and graphics. But it never came out before. So like, so it's so not a remake. So if it was like Ocarina of Time, it would look like Ocarina of Time being like ran an Unreal Engine. Right. So like if I said Metal Gear Solid, my favorite game of all time, if that actually came out for the first time today using the Fox engine from Konami and, well... <laughs> unfortunately the Kojima wouldn't be working on it but you know like that I that idea of this like oh, it came out for the yeah. first time and you know everyone is experiencing that, experiencing that crazy story for the first time today like what game would you want I guess we're doing the questions that's just thinking about it Ocarina of Time that's my all time favorite time. game that your, yeah. that's your one that'd yeah. be it yeah okay what about you John do you have anything Ocarina is up there um and I, I think we probably have a tendency to remember games better than they actually were. Not better. I mean, they were awesome for the time, but you know, as the bar raises, you go back and play some of those older games. I've I've never been like yeah. a nostalgia gamer, like go back and play like really old games again. I, I've never been like, but um you know, I uh probably golden eye. I'm a first person shooter guy, and I don't think that, you know, of course I'd be experiencing it for the first time, but Goldeneye never got the sequel it deserved. And yeah. it never, you know um really gay like i just feel like it really left gamers uh wanting and uh and i kind of miss their they have like it's like true levels right so like games don't have like levels much anymore it's just kind of like this continuous experience um which is cool but i like that it's almost like mario for you know uh first person shooters for like this level and and it's funny, you can see how fast you get through the level. You try and get through it without getting shot at all. Um, I, you know, I haven't had that in, in first-person shooters that I can even really remember since that. And I loved that level-based um, first-person shooter gaming. So I, I would love for something uh, to come out like that. And mm -hmm. I'd, I'd love to see it on, you know, obviously, new technology. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That, yeah, that was a good game. That was the original Halo Party, GoldenEye. Oh, yeah. I mean, we did it for hours on end and we'd, you know, make, you know, like golden night parties and people would, you know, you know, we'd kind of like round robin people out, super competitive. Um, <laughs> yeah. I always, I'm, play, I'm, I always play his, uh, what was his name? Odd job. Odd job. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The short guy. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, 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 for me, the gaming, the pinnacle of gaming is like competitive first person shooters. And so, you know, after Goldeneye, maybe it was Halo and we would link up Xboxes together, um, 
we could get, you know, even I think you could do four Xboxes um, over yeah. a LAN and we would have, you know, LAN parties with with the original Xbox and Halo. And I, I really do miss that. Not that I would make that happen today because it do wouldn't you, happen. But I, well, thank I, you. I, I appreciate that. But it. yeah, it would be it would be cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, just kidding. Nice. Yes. Yeah, for me, like obviously, like like my example was Metal Gear Solid. That would be so stinking amazing. But everyone's expecting that answer. So if I had to pick another one, uh, that wasn't like that on brand for me. Um, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed the Armored Core games back oh, in the day. Yeah, I remember those. Armored games. Core. It was they were made by who makes them? It's someone who makes like other really good games that we we just talked about in a previous episode what it the was, heck was it it's it from software from software who makes uh like uh uh the dark blood, souls blood, games dark souls and bloodborne yeah they made armored core which is just like a mech third person mech shooter game and they were so stinking good they were really hard you know very from software <laughs> esque um but yeah. basically you get to fully customize it from like the head to what yeah. weapons you had on each arm to do you want tank treads or do you want legs or do you want wheels jet or pack. do you want a yeah, jet pack what type of jet pack everything was totally customizable like different levels of like experience gave you like better and better equipment so like all oh, the, the jet pack that lasts longer and stuff like that those games were so stinking good i had the first one on ps1 and i love that game to death but like they haven't made an armored core game i don't even remember the last one i think there might have been one on PS3, maybe. I don't even know if there was one on PS3. Like it's been a long time. So oh, let's see, might. I'm actually looking here. 2012 on PS3 and 360. So there was the Armored, Armored Core 5, but it wasn't the same yeah. as those original ones. So yeah. yeah, I think a complete, you know, from software comes out, they throw away Dark Souls, throw away Bloodborne, screw those games. We can make an Armored just... Souls game. <laughs> Armored Souls. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be all in for that. <laughs> Man. Uh, cool. cool well thank you guys so much for listening this week uh, it's been been a fun one it was awesome having uh john on thank you so much again for coming on even with all the technical difficulties <laughs> and oh, man. we got through it i mean Ooh. we lost jj along the way but i think he was i mean let's be honest he was a little he was pretty expendable yeah. anyways so he's fine <laughs> i don't think anyone will notice <laughs> I, I'm only mean to him because he, he's horrible to me. If you can hear the stuff he says to me off air. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you hear a little bit. You hear a little bit, but I work with him. Like, he, he, we have this work at the same company, so it's pretty pretty terrible. Um, yeah, you can go, uh, if you really love our stuff, pay, support us at patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Uh, we have a merch store, supergamerboys.com slash store. Uh, we have some cool stickers. We have new ones that actually have Zetch's face on, you know, right? uh on this side now um t-shirts uh we have our new super gamer boys for president shirt out uh which was a shirt <laughs> that was made about an inside joke about like 15 episodes ago that i just forgot to make and finally got around to it so um uh yeah go check those out at supergamerboys.com slash store um, you can find us during the week, supergamerboys.com, Twitter and Instagram at supergamerboys, facebook.com slash supergamerboys. I am on Twitter at gmorlang. Uh, Zetch is over on Instagram at a couple of places. At Zetch Keenan and at nerd underscore dads. Nice. All those and nerdy then, dads. All the nerdy dads out there. Yeah. And then uh, is there anything you want to shout out, John? Um, no, I'm good. Uh, you can go buy some <laughs> olive oil at sunshineinabottle.com. 
go check it out. It's the best. Yes, do Make it. Pizza with it. It's the best you'll ever do to your pizza. I promise. I'll have to try that now. It's awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, thank you so much to Star Andrews for our logo. Check her out on Instagram at Ground Floor Graphics and Facebook.com slash Ground Floor Graphics. Um, again, this has been a fun episode. Um, I hate that I have to do another outro without JJ. This is his job normally. But uh, <laughs> yeah, on behalf of all of us here, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will catch you all on the flippity flop. <laughs>